Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 135 at Edmonton. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Yes, Mark Stone will play tonight. And G says, Bob, is Stone back in as Vegas way over the cap in the playoffs? There's no cap in the playoffs, and nobody has made better use of that over the last couple of years uh, than the Vegas Golden Knights. Over the, well, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but certainly have been factored in. Uh, Bob, Brian Lawton, uh, brought to you by Wild Factor Desserts, is your best guest by a country mile. That text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Well, everybody's got their favorites. David Staples is a personal favorite of the NDP party. Just got added to the mailing list. Uh, he is coming up momentarily from the cult of hockey. I'm having some fun. We always tell David, don't worry, I'll just talk about the hockey stuff with you. Uh, but uh, you know what happened? I'll be completely brutally honest. There it is. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. They're still making a great 14 at Edmonton and area locations. You can get the new Canadian Chicken Club or the Canadian Club Pizza. That's the Canadian Club Pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. Visit royalpizza.ca. Stoffer recommendation at the Edmonton-owned and operated Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. Without further ado. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show, David Staples. Hi, David. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Still lots of fallout from uh, some of the announcements that uh, Premier uh, Daniel Smith has made, including uh, I'm sure you must have at some point seen, I, I got at least 20 texts from guys over the after Daryl Sutter uh, was relieved of his duties in Calgary. At least 20. And I mean, like, you know, there's probably... I don't know, you know, I, there's 1,200 numbers on my phone list, so on my phone, but at least 20 of my buddies, so, oh, sure, Calgary gets $330 million, and now, they can, now Murray Edwards can afford to uh, uh, pay out uh, Daryl Sutter $4.2 million for a couple of years. Uh, it's funny, how, did you see any like that? But I can see, I can, uh, I can see it. It's a big contribution from the provincial government to that project. So, uh, and people, a lot of people in Edmonton, do not like that one little bit. So I can see people All saying right. that. All right. Uh, so tell me this from your perspective, uh, and Vegas is a much better, a deeper five-on te- five team, and a bigger team, and a more aggressive team, and a better forechecking team. What do the numbers, your numbers, show you about Vegas and Edmonton as these teams uh, get ready to play tonight? Uh, Bob, I just, I, I, I'm gonna, I just. Do you really think that there are Vegas is deeper five on five? Because when you look at the, um, I'm just going on the natural statric numbers here, and on the season, uh, when it came to uh, five on five scoring, Edmonton and Vegas were about the same. They were, I think, about I think they were 11th and 12th in the NHL five on five scoring um, for um, goals for percentage. So there's hardly anything to choose during the regular season between these two teams. Um, there's a difference in both teams. They got Mark Stone back in Vegas. Yes. Maybe, if his back's okay. He's, and, uh, he's in the lineup. Yep. He's in the lineup. So, and there's been a, listen, the Oilers 5-on-5 five five play, what we've seen is they've been getting better through the year. Um, that's what our numbers show us, that they've just been getting better and better and better. And in the second half, um, became a dominant 5-on-5 five five team. In, in the playoffs, they generally kept that up against the LA Kings, against a really good defensive team. The Oilers were dominating at 5-on-5. Five five. And 
you know, when you go to the, the depth of the Oilers, you have to factor in that McDavid and Dreisaitl play on the fourth line. They play on the first and second line or the first line and on the fourth line. That tends to change your depth situation on the Oilers. The third That's, line... That is an interesting perspective to have, yes. Yeah. The, uh, the, and the third line, you know, with um, Derek Ryan and, and Fogel and, uh, and McLeod. Bob, d- during the King series, when the Oilers h- held the lead, there wasn't a line that I would rather see on the ice than that line because they hardly gave up uh, grade A shots. Uh, Derek Ryan is just playing outstanding defensive hockey right now, and same with Warren Fogle. Derek, Derek, Derek Ryan going to get an. He's thirty six. He's going to get another contract. I'm telling you that right is, now. Yeah, I, and he's earned it. He's earned it. Like, and he had a good season. He's just really come into his own in his second season with the Edmonton Oilers. And um, same with Fogle. I mean, people, there was all kinds of complaining about Warren Fogle for a year and a half. But uh, this calendar year, Warren Fogle has just been playing a solid two-way hockey. He didn't, he's not scoring much yet, but he is getting chances. So, you know, Vegas thinks, you know, and what I hear out of Vegas, because I've been listening, reading their blogs and watching their, listening to their podcasts, there's, they're, they just have this embedded in their heads, like, we've got better depth, we're going to wear them down. I don't see it. I mean, Clint Costin and Yamamoto, if those are your, um, your on your fourth line, those are good forwards, and they were a huge difference maker in Game 6. So I think the I'm not worried about even strength. I think um, – and if they, I, I don't think the Vegas coaches – think what the the Vegas fans and podcasters and writers think. I think the Vegas coaches know that even strength is going to just be a total battle. Well, it's funny uh, thinking of the coaches because after the Oilers came down here, remember, Edmonton went 3-0-1, David, this year against the Vegas Golden Knights, okay? Yeah. The first three games were close, and Vegas won in overtime in Edmonton. And that was during a stretch where the Oilers had dropped some overtime games and shootouts. And then they came down here, Nooch put up a five spot. And Vegas really got up and after it against Edmonton early. And the Oilers just sniped and sniped. And I mean, I think it was 6 to, it might have been 6 2 or 6 3 after the second period. The final score was 7 4. And I just remember Bruce Cassidy after the game saying, We can't play that game against Edmonton. They're better than that at us. Or they're, you know, they're a better offensive team than us. And I, I, I think the thing that amazes me with Vegas is they, they won the division, David. And they weren't top ten in the league in goals, four goals against power play and PK. Like that that's a strange statistic to see a team win the conference in the regular season, finish in top spot, and not be top ten in any of those key four statistical categories. That's really odd. And in Vegas, they were talking about how Cassidy seems to have the ability to get his team to win close games. Maybe they won a few too many of those close games uh, than they should have, like, just by chance. But, you know, this is what what you notice with Vegas is they, they really are a strong five-on-five team as well. Um, you know, challenge orders at five-on-five, it's going to be difficult for any team in the NHL to do that right now. But Vegas is going to come close. They've got outstanding defensemen. And up the middle of the ice, their center icemen, um, Carlson and um, uh, and um, Nicola Waugh. They've got Nicola obviously, Waugh. you know, and, uh, um, Stevenson and Eichel. Exactly. Sorry, just run on that. I've just been at a big, a major press conference on ener- energy bills, Bob. So my head's still full of that. Um, yeah, 
those 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 centermen, Carlson uh, apparently and Chandler Stevenson apparently played ex- excellent hockey against the Winnipeg Jets. As did Eichel. He had a rough first game, but uh, they were raving about how he played against the Jets. Those four centers. I, I don't think the LA centers um, were very strong. I was I was not impressed with Kopitar and Deneau in that series. They really didn't. I didn't think they drove the play. And I think that this is a major difference between uh, Vegas and L.A. The, the Vegas defensemen are much better. Um, they got better puck movers, much better puck movers in Peter, Peter Angelo and Theodore. And these centers, they're gonna, they could present a problem for the Oilers. Yeah, I think it's a six or seven game series. I, I, I'm going to tell you that all day. I mean, do I think Edmonton's going to win? Yeah, I think they're going to win. I mean, if you take a look at how the team's played here in this building, one thing that does concern me, actually, is the Oilers haven't been good early in series. Right, they lost Game One last year to L.A. They lost Game One in Calgary and Game One to Colorado. And Colorado was just better. The Oilers never lost another game to uh, to Calgary in that series. In fact, the Oilers altered the course and direction of the Calgary Flames organization, David, last year. <laughs> Does that make you chuckle a little bit at times? It's funny to see Matthew Kachuk rise to the occasion in the playoffs this year. I seem to remember Matthew Kachuk kind of shrinking as the series went along against the Edmonton Oilers, mainly due to one Evander Kane uh, seeming to intimidate him a little bit. I mean, it's, it's Kachuk is I a think, fantastic think, hockey player. but I, Yeah. I think Kachuk, in fairness to Kachuk, I think he had a hand injury. I think he injured oh. his hand in the fight with Klingberg, which he picked, by the way. Yeah, the downside of fighting. But, uh, yeah, he didn't get much done against the Oilers. I mean, he was not noticeable, which was surprising. I wouldn't be surprised. Usually, you know, we, we, we uh, criticize players, and then we hear uh, two weeks, three weeks later, oh, they've been injured the whole time. And that's, that's, it, it's almost like 80% of the time players start to get major criticism. They're also, it goes hand-in-hand hand with them having often a secret injury that they're nursing that we don't know anything about. Yeah, well, there's no question there's a lot of uh, noise out of Vegas about their ability to wear Edmonton down during the course of the series. I guess uh, we'll we'll have to see on that. Let me ask you this, David. Has David, David, from your perspective, David Staples called to hockey, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Has Leon Dreisaitl's playoff performance the last two years, he, j- just for the listeners, we're going to do the math here. He has 43 points. Uh, no, forty. Yeah, forty-three points in the last twenty-two playoff games over the last two seasons. That's almost two points per game. Has that changed the narrative a bit? Do you think out there? Well, I can remember when people wanted Leon Dreisaitl traded out of town. Nobody wanted Darnell Leon. Nurse. Nobody with a brain wanted. Nobody with a brain wanted Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> traded out of town. And nobody people with did a, though, Bob. People did though, and, twi- and people with brains wanted it too. Like these smart people wanted this. Like it, it, there was a, a large faction of fans who just never bought into him originally, and slowly he's turned that around. And I'll tell you what, Game Six against the Los Angeles Kings, that in terms of like, he only scored the one utterly outstanding goal with his fabulous oh, shot. Yeah, yeah. But that was the best game I think I've ever seen him play as a two-way hockey player for the Edmonton Oilers. He was back on defense. He was the first man back repeatedly. He was charging back uh, and uh, as the first man and, and going after those Kings as they were rushing up the ice and stealing the puck from them repeatedly. He, he hardly made any mistakes in his own zone. He covered the slot extremely well. He, if Leon Dreisaitl is playing this way, he's got 
Consmite's written all over him, Bob. He reminds me, you know, in the in the with the old Oilers, Wayne Gretzky led the team in the regular season, but in the playoffs they had two leaders, and one was every bit as important, Mark Messier, and he won the first Consmite for the Oilers. I think I can see Drysaddle doing the same thing this year. Uh, one final one for you. Do we have a call date yet on the election? May 29th. And you are now on the mailing list for both parties, is that correct? <laughs> yes, after complaining bitterly about it. I actually wasn't that bitter about it because, I, uh, that, you know, part, the parties can do what they want. They don't have to communicate with someone if they don't want to. But, yeah, the NDP has now put me on their mailing list, and I'm communicating with them. Now, uh, is your role at the uh, Edmonton Journal, is that unionized? Uh, the journal has never been unionized. No, nope, okay. there was a union drive, but uh, no, it was voted down. That may have been why uh, you weren't on that list initially. I'm just having some fun with you, David. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for joining us, my man. How do people follow you? Uh, good to join you, Bob. And they can follow me at the Cult of Hockey. And, Bob, I just want to add one thing. That Twitter, uh, you've probably seen that uh, that video made by those uh, people impersonating you and Jack Michaels. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. The funniest thing you've ever seen? It, I was. I watched it like fifteen times. I've been howling. That that is brilliant. That, and and uh, I don't know what you thought. But I think it was a big that. compliment to you. Big compliment to you. What's uh, what's uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, isn't it, David? Exactly. Nicely I think he done. nailed you, actually. Yeah. Yes. Nicely <laughs> done. Take, we'll talk to you next week, David. Thanks, Bob. Bye. From, from the uh, cult of hockey, David Staples joining us. It's 149 in Edmonton. We'll return with more in orders now after this. It is 152 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Oilers will face off against the Vegas Golden Knights. Round two of NHL playoffs. Game one will be played at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Tonight, puck drops at 7.30 p.m. Game two at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas Saturday. That is a 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Mountain Time puck drop. Tickets for games three and four are sold out. However, fan-to-fan resale tickets are always available at edmontonoilers.com. A limited number of tickets will be released closer to game day, so fans are encouraged to sign up for last-minute ticket alerts at edmontonoilers.com. Tickets remain available for tonight's family friendly Rogers road game watch party in Rogers place. Tickets are five bucks each and available at Edmontonorders.com. Net ticket proceeds go to the Edmontonorders Community Foundation for support charities across oil country. There will be three, that's right, three outdoor watch parties in Ice District for tonight's game one. The Ford Tailgate Party in Fan Park and the Scotiabank Playoff Plaza in Ice District are now 18-plus events. They will open at 5.30 p.m. With enhanced procedures for entry, including age verification, wristbanding, and no re-entry. The watch parties in Ice District are licensed for adult beverages and will feature food trucks, DJ entertainment, and the games with sound on giant outdoor screens. Scotiabank Playoff Plaza and the Ford Tailgate Party are expected to reach capacity prior to puck drop, so fans are encouraged to arrive early to secure a spot. Following uh, the changes to the Ice District viewing parties, the City of Edmonton will be hosting family-friendly viewing parties at Sir Winston Churchill Square presented by Rogers Sportsnet for Games 1 and 2. The admission is free and everybody's welcome. Game 1 will open at 6.30 p.m. Uh, and feature games, food, trucks, entertainment, and a game with sound on large outdoor screen in the square. 
The Churchill Square Event is not licensed for liquor sales and alcohol consumption is not uh, permitted. I also want to mention at this time, the current Oilers 50-50 draw presented by Play Alberta is now live and runs until after Game 4 of Round 2. It is in support of Hockey for All Kids in Oil Country initiative, making hockey more accessible to kids in Alberta. Tickets can be purchased at edmontonoilers.com slash 50-50. The main jackpot's already at a couple hundred K, and the Oilers playoff bonus raffle continues to grow and is now over $2 million. There are now more ways to win with Oilers playoffs 50-50 this postseason with early bird prizing and big jackpots, Oilers uh, collectible cups, $25 value add offers with Boston Pizza and Play Alberta. So there you go. It's a bit of an update, but I think the biggest thing we want to mention again is there's multiple parties uh, viewings, uh, uh, tailgate parties, that sort of thing. Some are licensed, some are not. For the licensed events, everybody has to be 18+. plus. That's a complete rundown for you. By the way, I love this song. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. <laughs> We're in the building right now. There we go. Uh, what was the movie this was from? Somebody will remember. Let her rip, Ray. Bring it up. It had Ryan Philippe in it. You can text us on the... It was about 99, 2000, in around that time. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Cletus, you are not going to know. There it is. Cruel Intentions. Nicely done. We got smart, We got smart, smart listeners. Cletus is of my uh, generation. Cletus has sent a text in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, with the extra day in Vegas, you'll probably have to sell your house when you get back to Edmonton to finance the deal. Uh, there is a legendary broadcaster who has since passed that has a story like that. But And you all watched him. That's all I'm going to tell you. If you grew up in the 70s, you saw this guy a lot. He was top flight. Uh, He he had one of those weekends in Vegas, to say the least. I love the guy. He was a terrific broadcaster. Mike McKenna is coming up today at 2.05, but not before we go to the Oilers Now Injury Report. It is presented by... James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, they are stoked. They are pumped that the Edmonton Oilers are on round number two. Of course, Trent, a two-time CFL All-Star for the then-named Edmonton Eskimos, now the Edmonton Elks. James H. Brown, big supporters of the Oilers, the Elks, and the U of A. Bruce Cassidy has stated Mark Stone will play after leaving the ice with an apparent upper body issue yesterday in practice. Braden McNabb missed game five against the Winnipeg Jets. He's back in. Shea Theodore will play as well. Matthias Janmark will be a game-time decision for the Edmonton Oilers. We'll get a complete breakdown on the goaltending when we return. Mike McKenna from Daily Faceoff as we head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, 
and all podcast platforms.